Readers Entertainment Radio presents Book Lights with your host, author Lisa Kessler. Book Lights, where we're shining a light on good books. Well, hello, everyone. I hope that you are having summer fun wherever it is that you are listening from. Thank you so much for being here today. You are in for a treat. We have author T.D. Zumak with us today. And if you have not read his books yet, let me read his bio so you can get to know him. T.D. Zumak spent his adolescence reading authors such as Agatha Christie and Louis L'Amour and his adulthood reading true crime and watching countless hours of crime-related television. Who doesn't do that, right? To hone his writing skills, T.D. also writes short stories. He, has a, he is a true crime and mystery nerd, and when not writing, he can be found lounging around his house with his family and their pets. You can learn more about him on his website. I did put a link to his website right there on Blog Talk. So if you're listening live today or if you're listening later, you can click that link anytime and find out more and grab his books. He also has a link there to go read all those short stories. So go when you get time, go take a look. I don't want to delay anymore. Are you there, TD? You bet I am. Thank you for inviting me. Ah, great. Thanks for being here. So you have a brand new Western out. It's called The Brand of Brotherhood. Do you want to tell everybody about it and why they should go grab a copy? Sure, absolutely. Uh, the Brand of Brotherhood, it is uh, It is your typical Western. It's got your bright, shiny good guy. It's got your big, evil bad guy. Uh, it's a tale of two brothers who uh, end up, while they're very young, alone on a train together on their way to Sacramento, and they have to find their way, uh, surviving in the Wild West of America back in the 1860s, 1870s. Uh, they work to find their way through their life. Uh, one brother ends up working hard and going the good way. The other one finds the uh, easy life of the bad side of the law a little easier for him, so he takes that way. Uh, eventually, they spend the book trying to figure out if they're going to get back together and become a family again or not. Okay. Well, I I have to ask what inspired it because you're actually from Canada, right? So what inspired you to write an 1870s American Western? <laughs> uh, you know, as as you said in my bio, I was a big fan of Louis L'Amour growing up. Uh, actually, the first book I ever purchased for myself, I bought at a book fair at my school in grade seven or eight, and it was uh, How the West Was Won by Louis L'Amour. I still have the book. It's part of my collection now. I've collected many more. Uh, he was a, I loved reading his books. He paints a nice picture of the West. You know, I, and I mean, for, <laughs> Westerns, Westerns are just, they're part of, they're like American mythology. You know, right. They actually happened, they actually happened, but it's part of, it's American mythology. Everybody knows Billy the Kid and Butch and Sundance right. and all those great stories. They've all been told over and over again. It's a it's a fun and exciting time to read about, and it's fun to write about as well. So, what inspired you to write two brothers who you know go, one goes to <laughs> crime and the other one not so much. How, what inspired all of that? Uh, you know, I was working uh, at a job there, and I had a coworker who told a story. Uh, regarding the train itself, actually. He told a story about his great-grandfather and leaving Poland on the train. And I had been waiting, trying to figure out 
a good story to write for a Western. I had written my first book and it wasn't a Western. And I really wanted to write one to see if I could actually do it. So he told this story about the train and leaving Poland and whatever else. And I thought, you know, with a couple of tweaks, I can really turn this into a Western. It's got a pretty good story to it. And by the end of the shift, I had figured out my two protagonists, what their names were going to be, what the goal was, how the story was going to be a story, you know, what the conflict was going to be. Hadn't figured out quite the resolution yet, but I had most of it done by the time I left the shift that day. So it was pretty good. Wow. So you were really inspired. I was, yeah, it was a good story. Is it going to be a series? Like, are you going to write everyone in that Western town or is it just a standalone? You know, I wrote it as a standalone, but there's no reason why it can't be a sequel. I mean, I left it with, I mean, my protagonists are 21 and 22 or 21 and 19 by the time the, by the time the book is over. So there's lots of life left for them there. So I'm sure I could probably write a couple more in there if I can get inspired again. Okay. What, what is next for you? What are you working on now? Uh, currently I have, <laughs> I have four different first chapters written. <laughs> so I'm just waiting <laughs> to see which, just waiting to see which one of them speaks to me and inspires me again. But uh, yeah, there's four different first chapters you know how it goes. You get an idea and you write it down somewhere and then you start from there. Uh, your next <laughs> idea speaks to you a little bit, so you write the chapter there and then you go. But uh, lately I've just been working on the brand of Brotherhood here and trying to get it promoted now since it first came out. Okay. Um, so I have to ask because your first book that came out was actually looked like a div noir kind of book, Amazing Grace. So right. that seems very different from the Western. Do you want to tell everybody about Amazing Grace? And that one's more of a suspense, it looks like. Yeah, Amazing Grace is more of your detective serial killer type novel. Uh, it's my first one. I call it a novel, but I think it's a little short by industry standards, so it's probably a novella. But uh, either way, that was the first book I've written. Uh, that one took me 20 years. It was oh an idea God. at one point. Yeah, I know. It was an idea at one point, and I started writing it, and then, you know, life happens. You have kids, and you have jobs, and right. you're working for paying bills and whatever else, and you forget about it, and you put it away. And then at some point, you start it again, and you go from there. But I finally just got fed up enough at the job I was at that I said, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to write this. So I sat down, and I finally finished writing it and got it out there. Uh, if you've ever seen the movie Seven with Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman, it uh, right. kind of runs in that it kind of runs in that same vein where the killer is using the words from the hymn Amazing Grace as the playbook for their crimes. Oh, that sounds good. Um that usually detective novels like that spin off into series to follow the detective on all these crimes. Is that what you're thinking? Do you see more stories along with that detective? Yeah, it's one of the first chapters that I have written right now. <laughs> Oh, okay. It's one of the All four. Right. <laughs> it's one of the four that are written. There, there is a sequel that can be that can be planned and plotted out. Yeah, so it's there. Okay. So anyone listening who reads Amazing Grace or has read it and wants the next book, you need to reach out to TD and tell him that's the one you want him to write next. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's the one. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, what was your writing journey like? Our listeners are always curious, you know, did you always want to be a writer? Did it come to you later? What, you know, and then once you decided, it sounds like you found a community to write short stories. How, how did you get to your first book? Uh, well, like I said, the first book was a long time coming, but uh, as far as being an author, yeah, once I hit my adult years, it was something that I wanted to do. I felt that that was, that was what I wanted. I don't really fit well in the nine to five uh, sort of lifestyle. For whatever reason, it doesn't seem to work well with me. So I'm always a little bit more on the creative side. I'm not so great at sitting at a desk, which is ironic because now I sit at a desk so I can write. But <laughs> right. Right. Uh, so I started, yeah, so I started, started that and then, you know, you work your job. And then, like I said, I finally just got fed up enough that I said, you know, I'm going to do this and I'm going to see if I can get it started. So I started writing that while I was finishing writing that, uh, I found that, uh, found that website vocal dot media that allows you to print your short stories out there. So you can put your short stories on the internet that way. And it, you know, it's great if you have a quick little idea that inspires you and you're, or you're stuck somewhere and you want to try something, you can write a quick little short story and then it gets you back in the writing flow. Oh, I like and that. And get you started again. And you can put that short story out there and people can read it if they choose. And so it was a, it was a nice website uh, founded on Instagram. And I was like, this is, this is great. I can put some short stories out here and go from there. And did you like join a critique group or or go to you know conferences or workshops? How did you take it from just short stories all the way to a novel? I have taken a couple of quick classes uh, at the university here. There was a couple of night classes that I took. They were a semester long, and that was about it. So I took a couple of a couple of quick classes just to get a little bit of writing experience right I didn't really have experience other than I have ideas in my head and I want to put them on paper so it gives you a little chance right. to learn from others and what they're doing and learn the actual story structure format and how it should work from there right. you know, fancy, fancy words like denouement you get to learn things like that <laughs> well, it's always good, too, to get uh, extra eyeballs and get outside feedback, because when I was just starting out, I know that some of the best advice I got was from a writer friend who told me, Lisa, you can't travel with your book. So you've got to put everything on the page. You can't stand behind someone's chair and go, do you see what that means? What that really means is I was like, oh, my gosh, that's true. <laughs> But it's all in yeah, our head. You wanna, sometimes, you know, you're not you're not really connecting it on the page. Yeah, you know, actually, in writing the two books, that's actually the favorite part I've got so far is that everybody who reads it finds something different in it. They all find something different that reaches out to them. Uh, I had one one lady who read Amazing Grace tell me that she likes the fact that I wrote strong women characters. And, you know, that wasn't the goal when I started writing the book. That wasn't something I thought about. But when you sit, when you sit down and think about it later, she's right. I got four female characters in there. They're very different, and they're all very strong in their personalities, and they come through that way. So that's what she picked out of the first one there, and other people have picked other things. I have a character in Brand of Brotherhood that 
doesn't even show up until the last five chapters of the book, and that was one guy's favorite character in the whole book. So, <laughs> you know, everybody everybody finds something different, which is really fascinating. I mean, as a writer, you sit down and you write what you think is your story, and then somebody else reads it and interprets it totally different, and it's a it's interesting and it's good feedback. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And um, so. I have to ask, have you ever ridden a horse? Have you ever pretended to be a cowboy or <laughs> any of those Wild West things up there in Canada? <laughs> uh, well, I don't live on a farm, but, uh, you know, I have uncles that do. I have been on a horse before. I wouldn't say I'm a cowboy by any stretch, but I have <laughs> been on a horse. I think every boy at some point growing up wants to be a cowboy at some point. So Right. At least in that's my generation, makes, anyway. I mean, yeah, I mean, in my generation, magic, right? Then you can be one. <laughs> yeah, before before all the Marvel heroes took over the box office, right? In my generation, right. it was the cowboys that were the heroes. You know, movies like Tombstone and Wyatt Earp. You watch those, and you're like, that's the stuff, right? You know, right? That's, uh, that's what you grew up with. <laughs> that's yeah, how it goes. Tombstone uh, was was a good one. Yes, Tombstone was really good. I mean, Kurt Russell was awesome as Wyatt Earp, so it was. They're very, they're good movies. They're entertaining, and you watch them. And like I said, uh, westerns are like American mythology. They're mm-hmm. everybody knows about them. It's there, right? Your Greeks had Zeus and Hercules, and the Norse had Thor and Loki, and Americans get to have Billy the Kid and Wyatt Earp. Right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> so who inspires you? You talked about Louis L'Amour and Agatha Christie, but are there authors that you pick up now that you read and you're like, oh, I got to go get to the keyboard? Uh, you know, I stick pretty close to Louis L'Amour and Agatha Christie. Uh, every now and then I do have books that jump out and you're like, man, that is some good writing. I do enjoy that story a lot. Uh, one of my favorites, the first time I ever read it, I was totally enthralled, was Everybody's All-American by Frank DeFord. Mm-hmm. He, you know, I'm a, I'm a sports nut as well, so I like to read it, and it's based on football. But it's a, it's a great story. It's a good coming-of-age story, and he paints it really well. It's really vivid when you're okay. reading it. You can really... Yeah, he. It's really vivid when you're reading it. You can really get into it and see everything. It's a great story. So I didn't know that one. Is that one? Is that one? Um, that sounds like it's just like the American novel, right? Or is that one a thriller or suspense or anything? No, it's it's just an American novel. You bet. Like I said, it's a ah, coming, gotcha. it's a coming okay. age story. It's a, yeah, no, no thriller involved in that one. But it is. A, it's a great story. Okay, so everyone add that to your TBR list. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you haven't done so already, absolutely. Everybody's all American. It's a it's a great story. Oh, love that. So when I saw that you wrote short stories, it warmed my heart because I got my start writing short stories, and I got to meet Ray Bradbury a couple times before he passed away, and he thought that the only way to become a writer was to write short stories. He told me to write a new short story every week for a year. He said, at the end, you'll be a different writer, and I was like, what? I had already sold short stories. I knew they don't pay very well. 
And I thought, what? But I had written a novel and I was having a hard time selling it. And that he was so right. I got desperate and I thought, okay, fine. I'm going to write a short story every week for a year. And I ended up doing it for almost two years. I have so many short stories, but it really did change everything. And three of my book series actually came from those short stories. So I love that you are writing short stories. He thought of them as sprints. You know, he said you wouldn't run, you wouldn't step out of your house and go run the Boston Marathon today. You would do shorter runs and build up to it. And he said writing short stories teaches you how to be a storyteller. School teaches you to write a sentence but you have to learn how to have a voice and write a story. And I just thought that that was so smart. And, and I think, you know, have you tried writing all kinds of different things with your short stories? What do you usually write over there? Uh, With my short stories? Yeah. It's it's a bunch of different stories, uh, different background type things. Uh, I've got, I do have a Western there. (laughs) I do have a Uh Western and I have one, I have one about a, uh, it's kind of in the same vein as The Perfect Storm, the movie with George Clooney. So it's about some maritime oh, fishermen. Uh, that one's called Tempest on the Deep. That one actually got shortlisted on their competition on that website. Didn't win it, but oh, it got shortlisted, cool. so that was good. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. So I've got a, I've got a couple of different stories. Uh, I absolutely agree. You know, some of the some of the advice I see on a regular basis when it comes to writing is the more you write, the better you'll be. Yeah, writing for sure. and you know I agree. Uh, I think even just between my two books, between Amazing Grace and The Brand of Brotherhood, I'm not super confident in a lot of stuff, but I am confident in my stories. I think I have good stories. I think I have entertaining stories, and just seeing the difference between Amazing Grace and The Brand of Brotherhood, I think Brand of Brotherhood is probably written better than Amazing Grace was. Mm-hmm. Well, you Which hope you grow every time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's terrible to say Amazing Grace was my baby and it was my first and it's always going to be my baby. But yeah, I think Brandon yeah. Brotherhood is probably written, probably written better. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it happens every time. The more you write, the better you get at it, which is pretty amazing. So it's good that way. I can't wait to see how the third one turns out when I write it. So Yeah, yeah. Which one is going to be the third one? That's a good question. What is going to be the third one? We'll have to wait and see. You know, two totally different genres, two totally different genres in the first two books. Maybe the third one will be Mm -hmm. a completely different genre. You never know. Yeah, I thought I did think about that when I saw your books were in totally different genres. But, you know, when you write short stories, you dabble in everything. Like I wrote it when I was trying to do one every week, you get desperate for topics, you know, and I'm going through odd news stories, trying to find something. So I wrote a couple Westerns. I wrote a couple hard sci-fis. I wrote a time travel, shipwrecks, all kinds of just because I needed a topic. But I think that it also does make you a better writer because you're writing something that is a little out of your comfort zone, but it teaches you something because every time you finish, you've learned something, right? Yeah, completely. Every time you're done, you've got something different that you figured out or something different that works for you. It works good that way. And yeah, with the two genres, you know, Agatha Christie and Louis L'Amour were the big influences. So I wanted to write a mystery and I wanted to write, a Western. So I've got my, I've got my two and we'll see, you know, it was a little more fun writing the Western than it was writing the 
writing the mystery thriller, but that's basically just because of the material, right? Right. <laughs> so it was a little right. more, Western, Western's a little lighter than the other one, so it's a little <laughs> more fun to write that one. But we'll see, we'll see which genre speaks and where you go. I don't know, maybe I don't have to be a genre author. Maybe I can just continue to write all over the place and go <laughs> from there. Yeah, hopefully if you can get your your readers to follow you, that's always the challenge. Right, trying to build an audience is the big part. Yes, yes. I always tell people, um, you know, writing the book is kind of the fun part because then you have to really become the business person and you have to find your readership because they don't even know you exist. And, you know, thousands of books come out every single day. How am I going to help them find mine? So, yeah. So this is the hard part. <laughs> yeah, this absolutely. This is this is nothing I've ever done before is anything like this. So it makes it makes it hard. You know, I intentionally for my entire adult life, I intentionally kept my circle small. Even my Facebook circle is small and tight. Right, I don't have a lot of people on there. And now I wish I did. <laughs> right. Now I wish right. I had more. Now you had, you had a larger audience. So <laughs> that's right. where. That's where interviews like this are perfect. They come in handy. You can try and get it out there and get it to a few more people. You, you know, you you spend your days obsessing, looking at your Amazon number to see if it's dropping even further or if it's moving up a little bit. You know when someone's bought a book because suddenly you're jumping up thousands in your Amazon ranking. You're like, hey, hey someone bought one, yay. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> obsessing over yeah, all this can... stuff. Is, yeah, when it comes to writing, writing is definitely more fun than actually trying to promote it. You bet. What did you do for your, you know, your other job? What did you do? Is it something that you think you will ever put into a character in your fiction? Uh, I had thought about it at one point. I've done a lot of stuff in, for as far as my background experience goes, but uh, I did have a job where I was working at an airport where I thought maybe that might be interesting. I started to oh, write yeah. something and then as I I started to write something and then as I was partway into the into the idea in my head I was like you know this sounds a lot like Die Hard 2 maybe I should stop <laughs> I'm like whoops I'm, rewriting I'm just rewriting I'm just rewriting yeah I'm just rewriting Die Hard here this is probably not great so <laughs> but you never know I mean you get enough experience behind you you're always going to pull from something so it could be right maybe maybe a side be. character yeah maybe so so when you are not writing um do you read to um do you read books like in the genre that you want to or maybe even binge watch things that are kind of you know just to get inspired yeah binge watching that's that's a good one right now you mean there's so many different services and so many different yeah, channels. Yeah, there's so much so, content, yeah. I mean, when I was growing up, we didn't have 500 channels with every channel having its own forensic show now, right? We, right. We didn't have that content. My forensic or my introduction into forensics, I used to read a book called Two Minute Mysteries where the the stories in the book were a page and a half and then at the bottom of the second page written upside down was the solution to the crime. So you read the story and then at the, you flip it upside down and read the quick solution. And that was my introduction to forensics and how this guy managed to solve these crimes so quickly. And, you know, some of that stuff really stuck to you. 
Uh, I remember one in particular where he solved the crime because the guy said he found the envelope between page 157 and 158 in the book. And the solution at the end of it was you can't get between 157 and 158. They're on the back of one another. So, <laughs> you know, wow. Nice. So then you're going to check. You're look, then you're going to check. You're looking at every, you're looking at all the books going, he's right. You know, it's something you never think about, but every book, you're like, hey, that's right. That's right. Oh, my goodness. Uh-huh. But that was, that, was, that was my introduction to forensics. I mean, now you can watch it constantly. You can watch it. Every channel has its own forensic show. So yep. you, can watch, you can watch it constantly and get introduced to all that sort of stuff. But you, you can easily get inspired by that. Yes. But and I love reading, that. Go, Go ahead. ahead. As far as reading, right now I'm reading a book by uh, – a gentleman here in town called his name's Lee Chambers and I'm reading one of his oh, books right great. now and he's a filmmaker and he likes to he likes to novelize his screenplays so mm-hmm. I'm reading that Very one right cool. now so but yeah um I I also like that now that there's so much content everywhere to binge watch or whatever um you can find that there's so much more content being made from books like I um I think it's Edo Van Belkin who did the Wolf Pack. He's actually a Canadian author and he came on the show when that TV show first started coming out on Amazon and Sarah Michelle Geller is in it. And I write a lot of werewolf books, so I watched it. And it was really cool because his origin story for werewolves was much different than mine. And I just love seeing how people, you know, twist things up differently and package it up differently. And that always inspires me, um, you know. And I think that it's cool now that so many books are getting picked up for that kind of thing because they need so much content for all these streaming services. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's a good time to be out there. Uh, it provides a lot of competition, unfortunately, but it provides a lot of platforms. So you have, yeah. you have the ability to get it out there and get to a lot of places. You're going to compete with a lot more people, but you get it out there. Uh, like I said, the one thing I'm confident about is my storytelling. So I just need to find the right person who agrees with me and we can go from there. And hopefully <laughs> you know, I would love, I'd love to see them both on film. I, I think when I wrote Amazing Grace, I thought it's perfect for film. I think it's built to be a screenplay at some point. So mm-hmm. it would be nice to see that on the screen. And I mean, Brand of Brotherhood, it's a Western, it's a niche market, but you know, it Westerns are cyclical, especially in the filmmaking. They come around all the time, right? Like we right. said, you had, Tombstone, you had Tombstone and Wyatt Earp that came out at one point, and then Clint Eastwood did Unforgiven, and then... Russell Crowe and Christian Bale were in 310 to Yuma, the remake of that one. And now Taylor Sheridan is bringing back the Western with a modern twist on it with his Yellowstone and their, uh, their sequels. Mm-hmm. So right. it's cyclical right. on its way. It's coming back. So maybe, maybe someone will find it and pick it up and who knows, maybe it'll be on the screen before you know it. You never know. <laughs> well, how can readers find you when they read your book and they get excited? You said that you have a small Facebook following, but do you are you on any of the other social medias or do you have a newsletter list? How can people get in touch with you to find out what's next? Absolutely. I have a website you can go to. It's uh, tdzumac, that's all lowercase, 
the last name is Z-U-M-M-A-C-K.com. So that's tdzumac.com. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. With uh, It's at tdzumac, only on Instagram. We have the periods in between the T and the D, so it's there. So tdzumac on Instagram. Facebook, everything is capitalized uh, for as far as the T, the D, and the Z go, and then everything is lowercase after that. And then Twitter gets a little confusing. If you're looking for me on Twitter, it's a capital T, but it's a lowercase D, and then it's a capital Z, and Zumac is where it is. All right. And do you have a newsletter list so that um, people can find out which of the four books wins and is going to be next? <laughs> yeah, if you're on the website, you can subscribe. You can end up on the email list. Uh, I promise I'm not going to flood your email box. My mom is on that subscribe list, and if I flooded her box with a bunch of irrelevant stuff, she wouldn't be my mom anymore. So I try and keep it nice and neat and tidy. You're, <laughs> wow, you're only going to get about her email box. <laughs> <laughs> you're only you're only going to get information that's going to matter. So as far as the next book and that coming from her, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay well everybody definitely go check out the brand of brotherhood and also amazing grace sounds terrific if you like um mysteries kind of like that seven movie um definitely give those a whirl and go to td's website and sign up for his newsletter so that you can find out which of the four books gets to be the next book <laughs> But thanks so much for being with us today. It was great chatting with you. Perfect. Thank you very much. Thank you for the invite. This was fun. Okay. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on Book Lights. Be sure to connect with us at www.readersentertainment.com for articles, blogs, videos, and podcasts that matter to readers.